Anyway, this is Dude to Bet Sports. Dude to Bet Sports, it's your favorite show. Dude to Bet Sports, where degenerates go. Dude to Bet Sports, time to change your approach with Aaron Holderman and his father, the coach. Let's ride. Well, Associated Press is full of shit. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Dudes Who Bet Sports Show. On a Monday, we're going to recap everything Oakland Park and also talk a little bit about the NFL. Papa Dude, how are we doing today? Fantastic. How are you doing? Great. I am. Uh, I was very. Sometimes I was frustrated and sometimes I was happy with Oakland over the weekend. Yeah. It was an interesting week. Uh, I hit nine out of eight, uh, 28 winners on top, which was very which good. Was good for the way the track was. I got five singles home in the first three lay or the first three days of this meet. Five wow. singles and hit zero pick fives. That was very amazing. Fun. That's amazing. I know. Uh, I uh, think it was Saturday. I hit a lot of winners. I believe it was on Saturday. Uh, not too good yesterday. Uh, average on uh, Friday. So yeah, overall not too bad. But you're right. It was hard to hit the the pick fours and, and that kind of stuff. It was tough. Uh, before we get started, uh, there are a couple of things in college football I would like to mention. Just a couple, real quick, if you don't mind. Mm-hmm. Number one, can you believe Navy fired their football coach? Were you? I shocked? didn't even know that. Oh, you didn't? No. They fired him after the game on Saturday. Wow. This is a guy who has won a ton of games at Navy. Now, I don't know the ins and outs of anything. I don't know whether there's more behind it or not. I was shocked when I saw that, that they fired him. You know, when you're at a service academy, it's awfully hard to go in nine, ten games every year. And he, for a while, was winning eight to nine to ten games, you know. Mm -hmm. And I just can't believe that they let him go after that that game. I mean, they're not horrible. They've had a decent season. I mean, they, they play in a very tough league. That's a tough league that they're in. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, I I I'm I'm in shock. Yeah, I thought I thought maybe you, I guess you didn't see that because there wasn't much going on in college football. Uh I was just totally stunned too, because like I say, Navy's not playing. Uh, an independent schedule. I mean, you got to play Cincinnati, yeah, Houston, Central Florida, East Carolina, Memphis, SMU. You're a service academy playing in a conference like that. That's pretty tough. There's some really good athletes and good teams. And I didn't even mention Tulane that won the Dadgum Conference. So yeah, that's a tough league. So that shocked me. The other thing I am so upset about Mike Leach. I'm sure you've heard about that. And worried, worried sick about a, a, a guy that everyone loves. I am just on Twitter, the uh, number of coaches, assistant coaches, you know, famous coaches have all come out and just said how heartbroken they are because this does not sound good. And I don't know whether you've heard anything. I started to text you today to see if you'd heard anything more than I have about what exactly it is. I'm assuming it's a heart attack. I'm so just assuming that. The news we know is it is a massive heart attack. Um, we do know that. Okay, I've not seen that. Most people believe it's only a matter of time that's close to the Mississippi State football program. So it's awful. That This is not going to have a happy ending, uh, it, you know, unless there is some kind of miracle so based he- on – you know what? What people close to the program, like uh, you know, our with OU, we look at like SoonerScoop.com and and OUinsider.com. Their sites at Mississippi State, they don't want to be insensitive to the family's wishes and things like that. But they have heard, you know, that it's yeah. it's well, there's, there's great news in the next couple of days. Is what it sounds like. Yeah, um, and there there hasn't been any positive news at all. The fact that he was uh, uh, taken to Jackson, Mississippi, um, is not good because you would think there would be an adequate facility in Starkville. 
and you know, send him to Jackson. That's quite a ways away from Starkville. We knew something was wrong with him, or I did. Mm-hmm. The coughing, you know, when they would interview, he couldn't even. I don't know whether that had anything to do with it or not. I, you know, they said he was suffering from pneumonia. We heard that too. I'm devastated. I love the guy. I think he's great for college football. There'll never be another one. He was an original. So hopefully the miracle might happen. Uh, but doesn't sound good. It's a sickening situation that's yes. happening there. Uh, yeah, this. Keep him in your thoughts and prayers because it, it does not sound good. This was kind of Curtis outlines kind of the rumors that were flying. He may have passed away at one point and was revived. I've heard a lot of it. None of this is concrete because they kept it very, very quiet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did hear a report today that all his kids, uh, two of them are already there, and a couple of them were en route to the hospital. It's, I, I mean, it's it's not, it doesn't sound good. The outcry of uh, support has been pretty amazing, I said on Twitter, but yeah, uh, it doesn't sound good for the pirate. I, I don't have a good feeling about it. I don't know. Um, just the little check-ins that I've done throughout the day, there's just, like you said, there's no good news that's that's been come out of this. No, and Mississippi State issued a statement here. Well, I don't know how long ago I just saw it about, and they didn't, there was nothing positive whatsoever. Anybody who is anybody in college football has responded to this, which is amazing. Yeah. That he evidently had no enemies. It doesn't sound like he had any enemies throughout the coaching world. I mean, I know everybody's going to, you know, say things nice and things, but this is, this is real. This is, this, some of the things that have been said are just incredible. So. Yeah, it's, it's pretty bad. Uh, It's, it's pretty bad. Hopefully, hopefully we get a miracle. Hopefully we get some good news of any kind. Like I said, it, it, this is one of the situations there has not been any hope uh, ever since this happened. So, you know, like I said, keeping your thoughts and prayers. Hopefully, right. like I said, we pull a miracle. One of, if not the most, uh, you know, the, just the biggest character in college football. Right? And we need those kind of guys. Mm-hmm. I mean, the guy was just amazing. He would talk to anybody about anything. And, uh, yeah, legendary person. A lot of great stories coming out the last uh, day and a half, and there will be a lot more. So, yeah, keep keep Mike Leach in uh, in your thoughts tonight. Who knows? Uh, you know, like I said, it's hard to it's hard for me to or anybody for that matter to report anything because you know there just hasn't yeah, right. been much official. But we do know massive heart attack, and we do know uh, it's a critical situation, and yeah. he is in the hospital. So we'll you know, we'll see. We'll see. That's what not good, I, I I have a friend, and you do you know who I'm talking about uh, here in Aurora that they've had him out of you know no hope, and he's doing fantastic now. So it's a different situation, but critical. Just they thought they were going to have to make a decision, and now I saw a picture of him the other day. You know who I'm talking about, and he's doing great. So looks like he's on his way to recovery. So miracles can happen. Let's hope. You never know. You just never no, know. Yeah. So it doesn't, sound good. doesn't sound good. All right, let's get on right. to some good news here. Let's, let's get, get some good news. I'm sorry to dampen everything here let's get on to oakland park on opening weekend we'll go ahead we covered it on thursday uh we got one right we got a couple wrong here but gosh some of these winners of these states we have to get to we will recap it right now the advent stakes on friday got us going we got a big upset here tyler's tribe was the heavy favorite and no match the horse uh, speed and fade all the way count de monet the yeah. winner, a nice name for this horse, comes in thirty three twenty. Winner, um, you watched the race. What were your thoughts of this one? <laughs> well, <laughs> look at the second place horse. Mm-hmm. Paid thirty three. Uh, what is that? Sixty to place. Yep. So total uh, chaos when you know the favorite didn't come through, and then the ones underneath that were supposed to be good finished fourth, fifth, and sixth. So and and then uh, too much info was dead last. Yep. Now, we said this on one of the daily shows. When when Oakland's sloppy, muddy, whatever, it's it's weird to play anything. But but the story that I'm getting out of this is the five, and the fact that the horse bled out again, right? No, no, he had. Oh, no but he did. That, but it's very tough, and we talked about this. It's very tough. 
when you're when you're a bleeder and you you come off the Lasix and then you use it again and it's 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 just tough for them to recover sometimes okay. in a quick amount of time. Okay. And I think that's what it was more than anything else. Um, came back just, too soon. Just came back a little too soon. Okay. Also, you've got to you know you've got to look at the how the track was playing. Yeah. It was not friendly to horses on the rail. It was not friendly to horses on the lead a lot of times in some of these races and. So it was just a combination of a lot of different things. So the controversy then, I guess I read that wrong. Uh, the controversy was they should have held him out a couple of more weeks before they ran him. He didn't have enough. After the Breeders' Cup, they were going to give him, and I cannot remember the specific time, but it was a lot more time than what this was. I think 60 days is what they said. And so they they ran him back a little bit quicker than they thought. He probably, and I've heard I've heard trainers say this before, the really good ones will trick you into thinking they're ready to roll. Okay. The really good ones will work really well. And then you think, well, okay, I said 60 days, but look at him. He's doing great. Yeah. Let's throw him out there. That's probably yeah. what happened in this exactly. case. Just guessing. Yeah. And now what they've done is because of this, and I don't, I'm not, I don't want to knock the trainers because I, I don't know enough about it, but now we're looking probably two months before he runs again. Yeah, I mean, we'll see what they do. You know, you may try to just back off of him completely for a little while. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, just too bad because the horse was running okay, you know, in the beginning, but he he wasn't pulling away like like he usually does, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, for the first part of the race, it looked like he was going to be okay. And then he just didn't have enough gas in the tank to hold off the other G. He still finished third, which I guess is not a bad accomplishment. I thought he, he did okay. He kind of tried to hang in there a little bit. Uh, you know, didn't really ask him until he got passed. Maybe he could have got it a little bit closer or something like that. I mean, he never was going to win, but. Yeah, end of the day, it just it was it was kind of disappointing. Yeah. And yeah, like Dennis says, they might try to wait to pray Meadows getting back 100. percent You might skip the next round or two and kind of getting back in April and getting going again. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what they'll do. Uh, Tim Martin is the type man. He just kind of runs them every couple. He of does weeks. run them. He this does. Is a different situation. We'll see. Uh, as far as the winner. I'm telling you, this horse really galloped away from all yeah. of them here. Do we have a decent runner here? Um, for for this for this upcoming three year old series at Oakland with with Casa de, uh, Count de Monet, yeah, sure looked like it. Mm-hmm. And with these dadgum two year olds, you just don't know, you know, if they can come out of nowhere. Um, you know, the connections. I don't know. Do you look at that a little bit? Um, Tom Swearingen's another hard knocking trainer. Doesn't usually have a superstar. I don't know. Total upset. We'll know here, though, the next uh, race of that calendar, whatever the next one is, that's logical for the horse. We're going to see. So Interesting. Horses coming from Indianapolis ran very well opening weekend, and this was one of them. You look here, I mean, and this is horse. Now, this is their Equibase speed figures, which you could take those for what they are, but improvement with every race, and that's that's good to see. Three for three, that's obviously good to see. Uh, You know, I mean, I think this is a one turn tight by the pedigree, but so you never know. He's probably yeah. earned enough to go to the Smarty uh, Jones next. So, yeah, I think that's exactly what they'll point this horse to and give it, give the horse a shot. You got to give the horse a shot. It's undefeated. Yep. You know, logical progression, amazing yep. special way, allowance, win of stakes. You got to keep it. How, how horse racing works. Tim, uh, Tom Swearingen, who, uh, it's kind of like the Tim Martins of the world. Yeah. He enters one, and we're talking about, oh, it'd be great to see Tim Martin win a race like this, and mm-hmm. it's swearing that gets it done. You just never know in this You game. just don't. And I don't think any of us even looked at this horse, did we? I, I, I think Dennis uh, mentioned, I don't know if Dennis won the show, but I know I know Dennis liked the horse a little bit. Uh, I, I had the horse in like a, in the bottom of like a super. I thought the horse could get up there and maybe help the payout. But no, as far as on top, this was not one that I liked mm-hmm. in this race. And I think if this horse had had ran at Churchill, Keeneland, something like that, we'd have looked at it. But when we saw, you know, where the horse had run, and then you look at the connections, and you go, eh, you know, hadn't proven anything. So that's the way horse racing is, especially with two-year-olds, especially 
at this point in the season. You know, it, it, it's hit and miss. Yeah, Horseshoe in Indianapolis, uh, you know, not not the greatest tracks of the worlds, but it's not bad and is producing some pretty good ones, including a Brad Cox runner who beat Arabian Lion at Keeneland on Breeders' Cup uh, weekend. So, yeah, I, I mean, they, they had success at Oakland. Uh, for me, their figures were a little low, but I'm starting to think those Horseshoe Indianapolis figures aren't quite accurate. I, I, I don't know. They're running better those next time out. And it's also their two-year-olds and they're, you know, improving with each race. And there's part of that as well, but I don't know. I don't know. It's interesting that you see that trend now uh, a couple of times. All right, let's move on to Saturday race seven, the ring, the bell stakes mm-hmm. pretty much had this one uh, circled Uh flash of mischief. He flashed a lot of talent in this one. He did. Star of the weekend. Don't you think? Yeah, I, I think so. Just the, the with the ease that he won, and I mean, you kind of picked him up on the turn, and it's like, oh, they're yeah, that's they're not going to hold that one yeah. off. He did kind of get that trip that won a lot of the races at Oakland. Uh, come out a little bit wide and just closed down the lane there, um, you know. But I just think he was simply better than these horses in this yeah. race. I think he was the best horse of the weekend at at Oakland. I think he, he his race was the most impressive, and we got it. We nailed it. And you uh, said if he could repeat the run, the race he ran at Remington, uh, the Vance, David Vance, mm-hmm. he was the one to beat. And uh, that's what happened. Uh, Kavad ran pretty good and chat a lot. So we hit this one. You know, we were pretty much were on this one. Yeah. And so that was good. And uh, while we're mentioning it here, let's look at these three jockeys that were involved in the top three here. What a weekend for these guys. Yeah. Christian Torres, seven wins yeah. out of 20 starts. In see, 18 or 28 races, he won seven of them. Yep. I don't know that I've seen anybody win that many on an opening weekend at Oakland. I don't recall it. I mean, that's pretty good. And has he ran at Oakland much? I don't think so. Yeah, he's one of the newer jockeys. Yeah, he, he did. Yeah, he had a great first. Where week. Ha, where has he been running, Aaron? Where's he out of usually? He's been a little bit everywhere. This guy, okay. uh, you know, he's he definitely, definitely uh, is a guy that's an up and comer that that is is going to be somebody to kind of take a look at. Uh, same with Arietta. You know, I know you're going to mention him next. Yeah, I mean, he, he's ran well. I believe it. He's usually pretty good at Remington. Yeah, and. Uh, you know, four firsts, four seconds, four thirds, hit the board 12 times out of 19 starts. That's the way you make money in, as a jockey in horse racing. The other guy is, I see Castillo, he was okay. The other one, and we'll just mention him right quick, is uh, Rafael Barrano, who had five wins, two seconds, and four thirds. So he hit the board uh, 11 times out of 18 starts. So, these were the star jockeys of the weekend at Oakland. It'll be interesting to see how they continue to roll. It, it really is something that, uh, you know, Bejarano is a guy that, I mean, a, a good jockey, but I don't think anybody really thought that was going to happen. And, right. uh, yeah, just just totally. I mean, he's run there a little bit, hadn't he? He kind of he runs oh, a little. Oh, yeah, he's been around. He's been yeah. around, and, yeah. and he uh, he certainly um, is, is a guy to keep an eye on. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty impressive to see what uh, what Bayerano was able to do. And Ron Moquette in the, on the trainer side of things yeah. did a really nice job. Yeah, we'll get to that. Yeah. Uh, right. Curtis, yes, Torres has been riding like, uh, like a madman at uh, Remington Park. Oh. But why I said he's kind of been everywhere. He's been at Louisiana. He's been at Del Mar. He's been at Lone Star. Um, he, he kind of has been all over the place this year. Um, and then, uh, yeah, but at Remington, he has done really, really well. Yeah. So yeah, to mention the trainers real quick, if you want to go to that now, mm-hmm, go ahead. All right. You know, Ron Mulquette and, uh, uh, Deodoro four wins on the weekend, which is really, really good. Mulquette was really strong on some maiden races there with some young ones. He looks strong. He po- Moquette uh, points to Oakland. This is the meat for him. This mm-hmm. is the one. He's a he's an Arkansas guy. I think he's from Fort Smith, and this is this is what he points to. Deodoro is always solid at four. And I want to mention something because we talked about it on Thursday night. 
Remember, you know what I'm going to say. Uh, in the allowance race on Sunday, race number eight, we were talking about my sixth sense. Remember mm -hmm. when we said, you know, he claimed that horse for 62K. He puts him right back in a 62 allowance, even though the horse had done nothing for the entire year. And we both said he knows what he's doing. I don't recall seeing that horse get to the lead. He usually doesn't. They took him right to the front, and he held them all off and won a huge upset race in the feature. And I just thought, there, you know, why didn't I bet that? Because there was a lot of tips there watching Diodoro and knowing how we do how he does. Should have seen that he knew he he was going to try something with that horse. So yep, yeah, and that's that's what he'll do with a lot of them. Those horses will flash that speed early and go out there. And they won't stop. And that was a huge win. And he, he upset your horse who made a big run and just yeah. gave it to him. Yeah. The other thing is, yeah, that's right. I kept thinking that horse was going to get there. I did too. Uh, I thought he'd get him. And then the disappointing horse was yours, mm -hmm. uh, the six, that just didn't like to surface or didn't run well. I don't know what it was, but he was very disappointing. The other thing about the trainers that we have to mention, and I don't ever remember this either, opening weekend – Steve Asmussen is shut out, and I don't re remember the last time that happened. That that has happened before. He okay. has had meets where he does not start off very good. Um, it it definitely uh, not last year, but I think it was three years ago. He got off to a horrific start. Um, yeah, not good at all. Just no. didn't couldn't get anything to run. Nope, wasn't around. Just wasn't around. No, he had four. Uh, I looked it up today. He had five seconds. Four thirds, so he was, you know, knocking on the door. But um, twenty starts and no victories at Oakland for Aspies, and, and we've seen over the years. Sometimes he doesn't bring his best to Oakland. There's times that he's not as strong, not very often, but every once in a while, he's stronger at the fairgrounds than he is at Oakland. But he likes to win trainer titles. He'll probably correct that this weekend and win four or five. Yeah, I think he'll get it going. The last yeah. one, we talked about the mistletoe stakes yeah. uh, that was race nine on Saturday. Uh, I, I would call it a mild upset here. Lovely ride. That's a horse that, you know, I, I don't think was a total shock. But like I said, a real shock here. Coach, you know, just didn't like it was it was a I should say the real shock was the length of victory here. This was pretty much not in doubt down the yeah. stretch. The three really galloped away. Coach was okay. Will Seeker, okay. Uh, but, you know, end of the day, lovely ride. Pretty impressive here. Yeah. And, again, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I've seen – I saw a lot of races this weekend come swooping around the turn and was on the outside. Mm -hmm. And that's the key at Oakland. When it's wet, you don't get in – you don't get on the rail. You just don't. It's heavy on the rail. You got to get to the middle of the track. Torres got him there, and wow. I guess it's she. Is it he? It's she. She took off. I mean, she left him in the, not the dust, but the mud. That was really an impressive run. It was very interesting. Uh, a little bit Saturday and Sunday, you would see a horse come up inside that horse on the way outside and win. And I think at times you look at that and go, see, no, the outside or the inside's good. But what, what you got to realize is they were way out on the middle of the track. So even that horse, if he came up, you know, quote unquote, inside, they were still towards the middle of the track. That rail was just completely, you didn't want to be there at all. And, and we've seen that over the years at Oakland. Yeah. I, yeah. I guess the moisture kind of tilts towards the rail, I guess. I don't know. But, but we've seen it time and time again and that track is so tough to play when it's wet yeah it, it is tough to play when it's wet and like i said that's that was a frustrating thing because i i got singles home all yeah. week uh just just for example this sequence uh okay. okay the six i did not have and i went four deep in this race and didn't have it singled flash of mischief winner you know mm -hmm. winner's lion i did have i did not have lovely ride Right. And I did not have Mrs. Bean. So I went two out of five and got a single home in this one. And that's what it was all weekend for me. Up here, uh, the early, who was, I got this single home too. I'm trying to remember which one it was. Maybe the first, I don't remember now. Oh, no, I do. It was to six in race three. 
So a seven to two singled horse wow. wins. It was a uh, Diodoro Christian Torres again. But guess what? I did not have the first race. Didn't have the second. Single in the third got in. Didn't have the fourth race and didn't have the fifth race. So two out of five again with another single. That was my weekend at Oakland. That horse in the fifth race, uh, I thought that horse ran very, very well. Mm -hmm. Spurrier. Mm -hmm. Of course, I love the name. Uh, that's one maybe to watch a little bit. You know, first-time starter ran really well. First time starter for Ron Moquette, uh, you know, doesn't didn't really have like like crazy good works. You see that here; it's not fantastic. Look at the breeding; it's like yeah, there's not a, there's not much there. Ran pretty well though; ran yep. pretty darn well. Yep, couldn't catch you. Let's see if I can pull this up. Um, you see right there, one by a length and a quarter. Uh -huh. uh, yeah, I mean, ran really well and. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I mean, this is a horse that uh, could be one of uh, a new one for uh, Moquette here that, that makes some noise at Oakland. Yeah, only five and a half furlongs, so we'll just have to see what he does. He may, he may that just may be a sprinter. You know. Yeah, it could be. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I don't even know who this sire is. Okay, Never heard now of I think this horse, based on that, should probably like to route. Okay, so this that's why I don't know this horse. Tun Wu is the sire. Just one start. It came at Los Al. In his career? Yeah. Wow. This was a Bob Baffert horse, Medallia Doro out of an AP Indy mare. So the breeding on Tun Wu was fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, let's see. They bought this. They bought this horse for $775,000. Okay. Now, uh, that horse must have got hurt. Yeah. I mean, obviously. Um, Hasn't really thrown much of anything just yet. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to keep an eye on that one. Well, the breeding is there. You know, mm -hmm. could be a sleeper. He gets a sleeper every once in a while. Uh, we'll have to watch because Moquette knows where to place him. He knows what to do with him. be interesting to see where he takes his horse next, if he takes it to the stakes or he puts in an allowance. be interesting yeah. to see what he does. Yeah. All right, well, that's it for the Oakland recap this weekend, or this week, I should say. We'll be back Thursday to cover a little bit more about Oakland. Uh, we got a couple of other uh, big stakes races. Well, not big, but sort of big stake races coming up uh, uh, this weekend to well at Oakland. We'll also talk Springboard Mile on Thursday as we well. We may have to go to that. Yeah, Springboard Mile coming up on Saturday. Um, we're going to see that field drawn Wednesday. And we'll talk about that on Thursday. We'll talk springboard. Uh, we might talk trapeze. And then we'll talk the Oakland Stakes on Saturday. The uh, um, springboard, that would probably go off, what, about nine? Um, the card I don't know what time they're going to start that card. The card starts at five. They're going to start that at five? Yeah, that's what I read is all ago. Okay. Well, yeah, that'll, it'll go off fairly... Fairly late, man. Yeah. Probably nine o'clock, 10 o'clock. Yep. Depends on how many races they have. Why did you think they would start it earlier? I thought they started that at three, but I think that's the, I'm getting it confused, the Oklahoma Derby. Um, and they used to run that on Sunday, the Springboard Mile. Um, wow. Yeah. Looks like five o'clock. I'm looking it up on the site now. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it should be a good race. I've heard Echo again is going, and that is uh, the Steve Asmussen runner who was super, super impressive at Saratoga on debut. And uh, Giant Mischief, I've heard, might be going as well, and that's the Brad Cox runner that I talked about that beat Arabian Lion. Um, I, I don't know for sure, but that is what I've heard as that horse is going. So it, it could be a pretty good race yeah. this season. So we'll see. Well, we may have to take it in. Who knows? All right, let's go to the NFL now. Got it up on the screen, and uh, we'll head over to Thursday, and we'll kind of <laughs> recap this. We talked about this on the Daily Show. Well, let's talk about it on this show. Still can't get over it. Baker Mayfield, 98 yards, no timeouts, under two minutes, drives down to beat the Raiders, effectively ending the Raiders' season. Mm -hmm. Anything else you could think of to talk about of this? This is unbelievable. Well, this was just a total – uh collapse i guess you would say just 
We talked about it on the Daily Show. I think the Raiders thought they had enough points and he's going to set on it, messed around. They're sitting there going, oh, God, we're up 16-3, got a quarterback that's been there, <laughs> maybe practiced one day with the Rams, I guess, two. He, yeah, we got this game, and, and Mayfield took him down the field, got a couple of breaks like he needed. Uh, this was a horrible loss for the Raiders. If they win that game, they're still in the hunt in the playoffs. Uh, that you got to win that game. You had them beat. The Rams are down and out. You got a quarterback's been there two days and hadn't played very well in two years. And you give up 14 points in the last what five minutes, something like that of the game. Yeah, devastating loss. It's a killer. The Raiders are officially done. The Rams, uh, it's nice for them to actually win a game. But, yeah, uh, uh, they yeah. lost six in a row or seven. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's just a killer. It is. Uh, for the Rams, yeah, yep. or for the for the Raiders. All right, yep. let's go on. Jets and the Bills, uh, big win for the Bills here. They keep pace ahead of the Chiefs for that first uh, spot. The Jets, it's a bad loss. They still, mm-hmm. you know, they've got a shot at the playoffs for sure. But um, boy, it's starting to dwindle a little bit for them. Yeah, it wasn't unexpected that they lost. Uh, not real impressive by the uh, the Bills, but you just have to win, and they did. Right now, the Jets are. I don't know who wins the tiebreaker for them between them and the Chargers, but they're in that last spot for the playoffs. But their schedules, I don't, I don't know. I, I think they're fading. I, I just don't I don't think they're going to make it. You know, they've had a good year. They need a couple more wins, and I don't know whether they can get them or not. Yeah, we're going to find out. They've got a huge game coming up against the Detroit Lions, and it's yeah. almost an elimination game in some ways. All right. Bengals 23 to 10 win, uh, pretty much eliminating the Browns. Yes. Uh, not that they had a great chance anyway. Big win for the Bengals. Uh, they keep pace with uh, Baltimore, who also got the big win. I think Cincinnati's playing as well as anybody in the AFC right now. You know, they proved it last week when they beat the Chiefs and uh, turned right around, thought they might have a letdown. They didn't. Workmanlike effort. Uh, very impressive with this team. Their schedule is difficult. Uh, down the stretch. Let's look at that real quick here. Uh, it's very difficult. Let's see. Uh, they've got uh, Tampa Bay. Got to go to Tampa. Uh, they got to go to New England. They have Buffalo, and they have the Ravens. So you know they got tough teams. All the games are tough, but uh, they're playing very well. This Tampa game doesn't look like it's going to be as difficult as we think. They the, uh, Tampa was atrocious uh, yesterday. So. They should get that one. You know, I think they win three out of those last four. I think that's not unrealistic. It may come down to them and the Ravens on the last game of the season. Yeah, I, I think it's probably going to. Uh, boy, the Cowboys survived a scare here. They nearly lost this game. Yeah. i kicking myself for not taking that as my best bet. You know, Houston plus 17. But how can you take a 1-11-1 team against a – 10 and three, you just, you know, that's just too big a risk, but you could kind of feel it happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, you knew they weren't going to be ready and they weren't, and they were fortunate to win, but they did. And that's all that matters in the end. But God, I'm kicking myself for not taking them. I think the lead of the whole NFL this week, the lions, they've mm-hmm. done it again. They've won again. They've now six and seven. They put themselves in a position yes. this week in New York. If they can win, yep. they have got a shot. And I mean, they a do. legit shot to make the playoffs. They dominated this game. Hey, they, this is what five out of six now. Mm-hmm. And the one loss to Buffalo on Thanksgiving when they played great, took them to the wire, could have won. This is a very good football team at the moment. Uh, They're hot. Here's the deal. Uh, They now sit in ninth in the playoffs. But in eighth place is a fading Seattle team. They're fading. Uh, And then you've got the Giants in Washington at seven, five, and one. Those are, you know, they got to catch one of them. So they got to keep winning. You know, they've got to win this week. They have to. And when you look at their schedule, it's not that difficult. This game that they had this week and they won was the big one for them. That gives them a shot to get in there. And wouldn't that be great? I'm really rooting for them. I'll tell you that. 
Listen, I think they're going to make it because I think the I think the Seahawks are done. I think the Giants are done. I and do I think, think the Seahawks are done. Yes. Yeah. Well, they got the Jets. Uh, they got to go to Carolina. So that's two tough road games. Not tough, but anytime you're on the road and you're in Detroit, you know, it's it's not easy. And then they got Chicago in Detroit and they finish in Green Bay. And it would be it wouldn't be much of a uh, imagination to see Green Bay knock them off, you know, and run their season. But those are four games they can win. And if they win them all, they're in. They will beat out those other teams. And uh, I don't think they can get any higher than, than sixth. They're not going to beat out Dallas. But anyway, just talking about them in the playoffs is unbelievable at this point in the season. I think they're in if they win this week. I think they're going to make it. I think this is a massive game. And I know there are different divisions and this and that. But if you can get to 500, yes, it's huge. If you fall down to six and eight, then that pressure is really going to mount. But you can get that thing to seven and seven. Yeah. You know, you, you, your, your pressure is, is a little bit it, less. It, when you look at Seattle's schedule, they got the Niners this week. It's at home. But I don't think that matters. They got to go to the Chiefs. They're not going to beat the Chiefs. So they're seven and six. Let's say they lose both of those. They're seven and eight. You know, the, the Lions, if they went out, passes them, no matter what else Seattle does. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's there for them, but they got to win this one this week. I think Seattle's pretty much done. Uh, yeah, they, they, look, they look like it. Jaguars 36, Tennessee 22. This was awful. Horrible. You know, I when we have the Daily Show again Wednesday, I'm going to have to finally say to, to Mike Samich, hey, you know what, you're right, Tennessee sucks. I mean, he's been saying it all year. I thought they would win this game. They'd lost two in a row. They're at home. I thought they'd win, and they, they didn't. And listen, they're not going to lose the division, I don't think. Because that division is god-awful. Mm-hmm. It's terrible. The Jaguars are two games behind them. And so that would be the only team that could catch them. I don't think the Jaguars are going to win their last four. This is a horrible team to win the division. They're just not playing very well right now. They're bad. This is yeah. bad. It's yeah. officially gotten bad. You know who's not bad? The Eagles. 48 to 22. They dominate. Listen, this is the best team in the NFL. I'm ready to say it. I mean, they I'm are too. dominating teams. They are. Did you ever think you'd see their offense the way it is? Oh, it's unbelievable. And, you can't and stop them. Curtis said, Hey, if you are, if you are defensively, if you're struggling, this is not who you want to play. No. It's unbelievable. It is. You know. They've got weapons all over the field, and they can spread it. Uh, those receivers are so good. And then you've got a guy like Hertz who can break a run, get away. You have to commit guys to him on the perimeter. You know, you can't let him outside. It's just like Mahomes. It's what makes Mahomes so dangerous and, and Allen and some of those other running quarterbacks. Plus, here's the thing. We're all shocked about Hertz is drilling that ball right into those receivers. I mean, he's throwing the ball perfect. Yep. He looks great, and they are just running away with that division, barring a uh, an injury, you know, or something unforeseen. They're going to get the number one seed. There's no question about it. Yep. Very impressive. I agree. I absolutely agree. I, I think they are they are the team to beat right now. Uh, I think they are just fantastic, and I, you just keep watching them, and every week they look better. And yeah. I thought when they when Washington beat them, I thought, okay, this is going to be the start of it. Not at all. No, they've they bounced right back. And uh, this game this week between Washington and the Giants is huge. Mm-hmm. It might eliminate the loser. You know, it's possible that that could eliminate the loser, depending on what Seattle and the Lions uh, do. I've kind of buried uh, the Giants. I think they're done. They're not playing very well. No. Yeah, I think they're done. Hertz is minus one fifteen to be the MVP right now. That's wow. Well, he's got to be. It, There's no one even close. It, I would have liked to have known what he was the MVP to be the MVP before the season started. That would have been a bet. 
that would have been the bet. Exactly. 100 to 1? <laughs> don't know, but it had to have been I. <laughs> yeah. The guy's been amazing. And, and he's playing with such uh, poise and confidence. It's like, you know, I know what I'm doing, and you can't beat me. And that's the way he's playing. And, you know, they they really look good. They're fun to watch, too. They really are. They have, they are fun to watch. That's the yeah. thing. It, you know, it's, it's again, it's just – and I don't know, like, I, I'm not, I didn't think they would be just horrible. And I thought, you know, they could be like a fringe team, maybe to make the playoffs, but it's, it's just unbelievable to watch this. And like, you know, it's kind of like Minnesota. It's like every week I'm like, yeah, they're, they're not that good. And and so you want to think that about the Eagles, but it's yeah. like watching you're like, no, they're really good. Actually. You can't, you can't now because, and they're also in the strongest division in the, in the, in the NFL. You got Dallas at ten and three, and you got the Giants in Washington at seven five and one. There's not a losing record in the division, mm-hmm. so so they have, and then they have, they've taken advantage of a soft uh, out of conference schedule, out of division schedule. They they've taken advantage of it. That's what you got to do. They're gonna be hard to beat. They are for sure. All right, Ravens 16-14 over the Steelers. It was a nightmare. I mean, Trubisky interceptions. It, it was a nightmare. Well, Pickett got hurt. Yeah, and that, when he got hurt, it was over. It was over. Yeah, and the Ravens messed around and made it close. And uh, <laughs> but course. it's a big win for them. Uh, you know, to me, them and uh, I hate to say this, but the Chargers, I think, were the big winners of the weekend with Detroit right in there too. Yeah, and the 49ers. those were the four most impressive uh, wins, I think. But this is one Baltimore had to have to keep pace with the Bengals who are better than they are mm-hmm. right now. But Baltimore has the easier schedule. So that was a big win for them, and, I, and that's why I think they are one of the big winners of the weekend because the Steelers were favored to win yep. the game. Yeah, uh, it, it's, it was a big win for, yep. for Baltimore, no doubt. And, again, it's a two-point game, of course, because every game is a two-point game in Baltimore. Exactly. All right, the Chiefs looked like they were running away with this, and it looked like they were going to lose at one point as well. Yeah. Chiefs 34, Broncos 28. Uh, I, I don't really know what to make of the Chiefs. I, I really don't think they're that good. I think they're going to get beat. They are explosive at times, but at times they 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 just look kind of average to me. A big win, though, on the road, going on the road in the NFL and win, give them credit. For, at least they got the job done. Exactly, and I think they let up. Yeah. You know, you get the big lead, you score 27 on Denver. You think you've got it. Well, I would. If I yeah. was a player, Denver can't yeah. score. Yeah. And look at that. They scored Denver scores 28 points. And they've 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 held uh teams to the least amount of points in the league, right? Mm-hmm. Or they had up to a week or so ago. Mm-hmm. And so they scored 28. They finally scored 28 and they give up 34. And that's called losers, and that's what they are. Mahomes gave them points. Yeah. I mean, I I don't know about this guy. I really don't. Well, <laughs> I just think they weren't ready. Um I don't know. Yeah, there's times he plays. You can't understand how he's what he's doing. Him and the Chiefs both are starting to get a reputation of just major inconsistencies. Like that, him and the Chiefs both will go along there, and it's like, holy hell! Like this team (laughs) is like they're really good. Yeah, they are. And then they'll have stretches where it's like they they couldn't beat anybody. No. um, yeah, and Russell Wilson trade might be the worst in the history of sports. It's close. It's um, right there. I tell you what, though, if he doesn't get hurt, they may have won the game. He might because have. The, the backup, Ripien or whatever, he's awful. So. Oh, he's terrible. Uh, yeah, the Chiefs, <laughs> you hit the nail on the head. They're inconsistent. And I'm like you. I, sometimes you say, man, who can beat these guys? And then, yeah. Next quarter, you say, well, golly, they, they don't look too good now. So still this, very dangerous, so very dangerous team to play. If you think about it, this started last year with the Chiefs, yeah, where they are wildly inconsistent. Yep. Before that, they really had been about the same every every week. That's true. But it, it and like I said, it's inconsistencies within the game. It's not one week they're really bad and one week they're really good. It's like we're good for a minute or a quarter and a half. And then for the next quarter and a half, 
we fell off a cliff. And it's like it's 27 to nothing, and they're dominating, and Mahomes looks great, and they look like they're unstoppable. And then he throws two interceptions. Exactly. And, and then it's like we're up six, and we still got control, and he throws another one. And it's like I just – I don't get this team. Yeah, I don't either. I don't get them. I know one thing. If their uh, point spread is 10 points or above, you better not bet them. They can't cover it. They <laughs> no. cannot cover it. It's nope. unbelievable. I, I don't know what to think of them. I, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, all right, let's move on. 49ers and the Buccaneers. I, the Buccaneers are probably going to be the worst team ever to make the playoffs. They are absolutely horrible. They're a yeah. horrible team. And the Niners killed them. Oh, they killed them yeah. without a quarterback. Yep. And again, you know, we said on the Daily Show, uh, you know, Tom Brady against Brock Pur Purdy. No, no, no. It wasn't Brady against Purdy. It was the 49ers against the Bucks. Yep. And the 49ers are so much better. Than the Bucks, the 49ers are, you know, it's a shame that Garoppolo got hurt. Although Purdy's playing pretty well, mm -hmm. they're dangerous. This, you know, they're really playing well going into the playoffs. And right now, they're the number three uh, seed. I don't, there's no, they may end up two. It's possible. Uh, they're only a game behind the Vikings for that second spot. No way uh, Tampa's going to catch them. So they're, Guaranteed third, unless they just totally fall off the face of the map, and they're not going to do that. Uh, this is good, solid team. What a defense they have! Man, their defense is good. They're well coached. You know, they're they're pretty solid. They really are. And man, they just manhandled the Bucks. And suddenly, Atlanta and Carolina are in the playoff hunt. Even even the New Orleans Saints. Yeah, sort of, but I think they're you know they're two games behind. I don't think. Well, I don't know. This division's so bad that you can't you can't count them out. But I, you you brought this up a couple of weeks ago when you look at Carolina. Uh, they got the Steelers at home this week. Uh, they got the Lions at home. They go to Tampa. And they go to New Orleans. It's there for them. If they win three of those, I think they make it. This was supposed to be one of their hardest games against yeah. Seattle. We'll go to that next. They beat Seattle. They went up there and beat them. <laughs> they did. They scored 30 points. Yeah. They couldn't score 30 points in three games back, you know, five or six games ago. So they've got a real shot. I think eight and nine will win it. I do. I just don't think Brady's got anything to work with on that team. I just don't think there's anybody. You know, they throw the touchdown pass to tie the game at seven. I don't know if you saw that or not. And they they're holding, mm -hmm. and they called it back. You know, anytime they do anything good, it, something bad happens. The Falcons are at New Orleans, at Baltimore. They have Arizona, and then they finish up at home against Tampa Bay. Okay, huge game this week. But the Falcons can't win a game they're supposed to, mm -hmm. or they have to. So, I mean, this is ridiculous. Here you got six and seven and two five and eights fighting out for the playoffs, fighting for the playoffs. Unbelievable. It's, it's crazy. It's absolutely it crazy. Yeah. All right, final game, Chargers, 23, Dolphins, 17. I thought the Dolphins were just atrocious oh. in this game. I mean, just oh. pathetic in this game. Oh, um, yes. And the Chargers – it kind of felt like the Chargers should have won like 41 to 10 in typical fashion as 23 to 17. Yeah, I did. Had to eke it out, yeah. dominated the game. Uh, one point there in the third quarter, I think uh, Tua was three of 17 for 25 yards or something into that effect. Yeah, just awful. I, yeah, I, was, he, I don't know what was wrong with them. What is wrong with them? I, I mean, know. they had been playing great and they got beaten San Francisco. That's no disgrace. And then to go out and not have any more offense than that. That's just uh that's that's a red flag for the for the Dolphins, who suddenly now have fallen all the way to sixth in the playoff uh, picture behind uh, Baltimore. That's the first wild card at the moment. So, you know they they're promising season. It's not over yet, but it's uh they need a win to to bounce out. Now they have been on the West Coast for two weeks. Yeah, and it's hard for the team like the Dolphins to go out there. So they need to get home and see if they can get things straightened out. 
see if the Chargers can get things straightened out. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. one week here. Let's look at the playoff picture just very quickly here. The Chargers are now in at seven mm-hmm. and six. We'll see what happens with the with the Patriots. We'll see if they can win tonight and also throw their re- or hat into the seven and yeah, six. You, it's it, down to nine teams now, yeah. right? Yes, and the Patriots have to win tonight. Yeah, I think you bury them if they don't win tonight. If they win, I think they will overtake the Jets. I think they beat the Jets, haven't they? Twice, they beat them twice. So then it would just be down between who's going to outfinish the Chargers and the and the Patriots. There. And what you got then is you got a Chargers team that's twice as good as the Patriots talent wise. But would you pick the Chargers over the Patriots if you had to? I wouldn't. So no. But the Patriots schedule is murder. So yeah, I. I New England better win tonight. Let's play. They have to. They're done if they don't. Yeah. On all the right. other side of it, we're kind of down again. It's down to nine teams. I think you can count all these all these teams out. Now, these teams here, Carolina and Atlanta, still have a shot to get to that uh, Tampa Bay team. But right. as far as the wild card goes, and this is the thing, if and it's a big if, if Detroit can win, Gets them to seven and seven. And if the Giants lose, which we're assuming they're going to, it's just a half game they got to make up, basically. I think Seattle's going to drop. So there you can see the path for the Lions to get in is there. Yeah. This game this week between the Giants and the Commanders is huge. Mm-hmm. I think the winner's going to get there. I do. I think the loser is in big jeopardy. And it's a shame that either Tampa, Atlanta, Carolina, if you want to throw New Orleans in there too, it's going to get the fourth seed, and they're probably going to get have a losing record. Mm-hmm. But if I was Dallas, I'd love where I'm sitting. If I can't win the division, give me that first wild card where I get to go play one of those teams. Yeah. If I got to go on the road, that's where I want to go. Uh, Luke chimes in and says he is the owner of Coach the Horse. And and Luke, we did talk about Oakland for the first 30 minutes of the show. We talked about Coach for a little bit. So that that's really very cool. cool. Um, let us know how, how you think uh, she ran. You know, good good second there at Oakland and uh, had, had some big races. I know last year that that horse won. So pretty cool. Thanks for joining us. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah Luke, that's really cool uh, to, to, to know an owner or talk to an owner is is always good. That's I'm glad you're listening. Yep, very cool. And like I said, we did talk about Oakland first 30 minutes of the show, and we'll talk about Oakland on this show uh, for yeah. the first 30 minutes pretty much every time now through the end of the meet. So I'm sure we'll talk about Coach again down the road. Yeah, keep us, uh, keep us informed on that. We like to know what's going on with horses yep. uh, from somebody who's on the inside. That's really All cool. Right. That's right. All right. That's all we got for today. You got any questions before we uh, wrap this thing I up? I do. I do. Okay. Uh, somewhere. Uh, here we go. Nope, that's not them. Here we are. Got a million things I've got right. I've been uh, writing down here today. All right. Now, this one here is going to take some thinking because I'm sitting here trying to think what my answers are. Okay. I can't really think of these. <laughs> All right. Maybe you can come up with some stuff and that will prod me into thinking of something. All right. You get to keep three possessions. Now, that's not your wife. That's not your dog. That's material things. Three possessions. What would they be? Three things that you have that you value. Uh, that, that would be like televisions and stuff like that, right? I think so, yeah. Okay, so my projector screen, like my projector downstairs would definitely be Okay, one. I like that. Um, mm. I know, it's hard. My, my, my computer that I'm on right now would be number two. Okay, sure. I'm going to put the laptop that you graciously bought me as one of my number one possessions. Okay. I love um, it. I don't know. I guess the phone would have to be. <laughs> there you go. The phone is your lifeblood. Yeah, that's for sure. I I, I am really having trouble. Um, look at it. Keepsakes, you know, some autographs and stuff. I do have an autograph picture that uh, Bob Stoops autographed personally, and I have a picture of him and me at a softball game. I don't know whether that's something you value like that. I do have a baseball card collection that, you know, 
I just can't get rid of it. You know, I should, but I, I guess I'd have to put that in there too. Uh, but I can't. Can you think of anything I ought to say? I can't think of. I yeah. I I don't. I don't know. Um, yeah. I guess I don't have much. <laughs> I guess not. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure there's something I'll think of afterwards. Well, when I saw that question, I thought that's pretty good, but <laughs> I just, one, yeah, this one's kind of morbid. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want your tombstone to say? Oh, good lord! <laughs> I I don't give one care about. Well, let that. me ask you this. This is even better. Are you going to have a tombstone? Does, is that important to you? No, no. I, See, I have no idea. As the answer is, I, get, I come from a different generation, and it is to me. I wanted to. I'm saying this right now to you. Sandy knows. I'm saying it to you, so now you know too. Even if I decide to be cremated, okay, I want a tombstone. Okay. What do you always say? Knowing. I was on this earth at one time. <laughs> I know it's crazy, but I walk in the cemetery a lot for my walk, and I see these people where they're buried that I know, and I want people to walk around and say, oh, there's old Mike. He's a pretty good guy. Well, I agree with Michael. We need better questions than this one. <laughs> my, he's, you have, he, listen, Papa Dude usually brings great questions. This is a terrible one. <laughs> okay. Um, you say what I Curtis doesn't think it's terrible there, Michael. Fast cars, fast women, fast living. <laughs> I like that, Curtis. I want mine to say, uh, uh, something to the effect he wasn't perfect, but he tried to be uh, a good guy, something to that effect. I'll, I'll write that all out later, put it somewhere where you can make okay, sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right, here we go. All right. You got a different one? Come on. Yeah, one more. This one's easy. What movie can you practically quote from the start to the finish? What movie? Well, I think a lot, honestly. A okay. Lot of, well, throw them out there. Yeah. Um, Miracle. I, I could definitely... Yeah, so, I'm sure you've watched that a million times. Major League, the movie Major League was... I, I forgot can, about that one. That's great. Step Brothers, uh, uh, The Hangover, Wedding Crashers, Old School. <laughs> uh, I, I, Phil, I could do Wayne's World, I think. Well, I, yeah. know, I could do Caddyshack, but I do love that movie. So yeah, a ton. A ton I haven't seen them. Caddyshack in a long, long time. So as Sandy said, Elf. Boogie Nights. Elf, yeah. Uh, Boogie Nights, I I couldn't I couldn't recite it. Elf, I couldn't recite, it, but I do like those movies, both of them. Jaws for me. Jaws, I knew you would say that. Yeah. Oh yeah, we got to have a bigger boat. Yeah. I'll yeah. never forget that. That's my that's my favorite. Uh, and then when they're all talking about when when he gets down in the water and all the sharks are circling, uh, old Quint when he was in the service and the the boat sunk or whatever and they're swimming with the sharks and the sharks are eating everybody around oh god that was good uh what's another one i can quote force gump force gump yeah i know oh, i love force gump sandy uh jeremiah johnson of course because i've seen him a million times yeah yeah tv show can you think of a tv show a series whatever oh that's just it it's a ton here's the deal i don't like I don't love a lot of stuff, but when I like something, I usually really like it. Like The Office, I know what's coming on all those. Oh, yeah. Classic. Uh, Seinfeld, I know what's coming on all those. Yeah. Uh, you know, South Park, right. I can tell you any line but on South Park. There's uh, two TV shows that that I can tell in, well, Andy Griffith, I can tell in 10 seconds what the episode is. 10 seconds, and I yeah. know what the episode is. Yeah, Feld, I haven't seen those quite as much, but I've seen them a bunch. Probably a minute, and then I'll know what's going on, and and I can I can tell you what episode it is. But Andy Griffith, ten seconds, and I know. Yeah, guilty pleasure, Revenge of the Nerds. Yeah, I know it front to back. That's really good. 
really, really, really good. Curb your enthusiasm. I know you love that show. I love that show. Uh, would love to uh, watch that from the first season on through. Uh, I don't know what that's on. Uh, we need to look that up, Sandy. Yeah. Because um, that's classics. Have you ever watched it? If you, you probably never watched Let It Ride. I have. Now, tell me which one that is. That's the, the one about the gambler who just he, he's he's at the horse track and he, he keeps parlaying his wins over I've and over and that. over. It's good. Yeah. What'd you think of it? I loved it. I can't I can't quote it, but right. I can't quote it either, but it is it's a good movie. Yeah. Um, What's the movie? It's about horse racing. I've seen it once. I really liked it. It uh, a, a little girl takes care of a horse. It looks like it was it was in a fire, I think, or something. It was very badly injured. You know what I'm talking about? Maybe. I I can't think of the name of it. Um, that was really a good movie. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I like the movie with about uh, mind that bird too. Are you talking about Dreamer or Dreamer? Yes, 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 yes. Dreamer. That is a very good movie. Yeah, that one. Yeah. You know, you know that 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 horse was uh trained by Don Von Hemel, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I do. <laughs> racing stripes. What is your favorite horse racing movie? It'd be a good one. It's not racing stripes. <laughs> <laughs> um Secretary, it was good. Yeah. Um, good. yeah. The one with the uh, Minette Bird, fifty to one or whatever it was. I can't. I can't. Well, I can't. And I thought that was pretty good. I can't. I'm. I'm thinking. Is there another one I'm leaving out? Seems like there's another one. Um, I can't do the Minette Bird one. I know too much about. <laughs> well, yeah, but I thought it was kind of funny. Um, is there any others? I never watched Sea Biscuit because I was too horse too old. I mean, that's way back. I didn't care about that. But yeah, is there any others? Uh, not, not really. No. Uh, the series that was on that you and I got into so much. I can't remember the name of that either, but those guys gambling at the track. That was fantastic. Oh, I loved luck. Yes. That, yeah, that was, was that was luck. my favorite horse racing thing for sure. You, you remember, you remember those three guys? Yes. I loved it. And how they, how they did that jig and dance around when they hit that big one that day. I think they made $23,000 on a pick five. And then one guy was a genius and yeah. the other two were just a hard knockers at the track you know it was great was, I, that I love, was, was that the one no the one with mike mike smith and and chantella uh i think that was just called jockeys wasn't it? yeah yeah that was good too. i loved it yeah 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 was but that was that's that was like reality tv luck was like an actual tv show yeah it was good it as was far good. as actors and stuff luck had some big time names it did <laughs> it that, that was really good i i was i was sad when i canceled that 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 was good yeah, I liked yeah. it a lot. Yeah, it was good. It was it was it was real gritty. Yep. You know, it was actual what it would be like at the track, and it was. Yep. I mean, I, I, we've seen those guys so at the track. We've seen them. We know oh, what they are. Cool. I mean, I guess we're one of them. So. Yeah, I. That's why I loved it. You could relate with a lot of the characters <laughs> in there. Um, if you've been around the horsemen or the jockeys, that's, that's yeah. They really did a good job. Of, I wonder if that's are. on. I wonder if that's on anywhere. I bet you could find it somewhere. I bet yeah. you could too. I, I love jockeys. I, I I I did. I know a lot of people in racing didn't like it. I loved jockeys. I thought it was really good. I thought it was great. That was funny. <laughs> oh man. Oh uh, yeah, now that part. Yeah, Chantel, yeah. John Court was on that. Oh yes, yes. Yeah. Was uh Nakatani on that? Yep. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Johnny Boyle, John Court, man, John and Crystal, not anymore, but well, it kind of revived John Court's career a little bit. A little bit, yeah. It, it, people really liked John after that. And John is a is a just a wonderful guy. He really is. Just a he great, just married great guy, John. and it, people kind of maybe not forgot about him, but kind of forgot that. Oh yeah, John Court's pretty good, and so yeah, it was great. It was a great yeah. show. Yeah, pretty cool stuff. That's okay, all. Okay, well, that's it. That's all we got, unless you got something else. I don't. That's it for tonight. You told me we're going to be a little short tonight. So that's what we are. Hey, oh, I got one. Uh, do you like Unsolved Mysteries, the show Unsolved Mysteries? Mm, no. <laughs> well, I don't know that I don't like it. I've never seen it. Netflix has kind of relaunched the old Unsolved Mysteries. Man, okay. Those are good. All right. Get you thinking. 
Maybe we'll tune one in tonight and see how long I can stay awake. There you go. All right. Well, speaking of start, trying to stay awake, the blues have started and uh, probably have to turn that off here pretty quick because it'll be. Oh, I was so up. mad yesterday. I just about threw up. I know. That was, they did play better at least. They did. They did. I agree. So. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna see, man. This array, these Arabian horses out there from Baffert, Arabian Knight, Arabian Lion. See what happens with these horses. They look pretty darn good. So we'll see. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Phil, hilarious. He said the the theme creeped me out as a kid. We have to uh, fast forward uh, through the theme because it creeps Heather out. Is that the unsolved mystery scene? Yes, she's scared of it. Okay, and that's on Netflix. Is it called Unsolved Mysteries? Yes, it's called Unsolved Mysteries. She's scared. Okay. Of it though. I yeah. think we'll need something to watch, so we'll get that on. Yeah, yeah. Okay. She is, she is afraid, she's afraid of it, but uh, we, we'll probably watch one tonight. Who knows? All right, we're going to get off here, guys. We'll be back on Thursday. We will be back, and we'll be doing Oakland. We'll be doing a little Remington Park, and we'll also be doing NFL picks. And also on Thursday, Blinkers Off, it is the Fantasy League Draft. So. Ooh. That's coming up 7 o'clock Central Time, the Fantasy League Draft. And uh, uh, Michael uh, mentioned Arabian Lion. Um, I, I will go ahead and spoil it. The number one pick belongs to me. As of right now, Arabian Knight will be the number one pick in the draft unless something changes. So um, right. we'll see. All right, guys. Later. We'll see you Thursday for more content. See you guys. Like this is Dude to Bet Sports. Dude to Bet Sports, it's your favorite show. Dude to Bet Sports, where degenerates go. Dude to Bet Sports, time to change your approach with Aaron Holderman and his father, the coach. Let's ride. Well, the Associated Press is full of shit. <laughs>